Hi, friends in English 327. Welcome to week six. This week, you are going to be reading the required text, which is the Best American Poetry 2020, um, edited by Paisley Rechtal, the guest editor, and series editor David Lehman. Um, Paisley Rechtal is a wonderful contemporary poet who teaches at the University of Utah. And David Lehman is the series editor. Um, he's been the series editor for this series for a long time, 20, 30 years. Um, he was actually one of my uh, teachers at Bennington. I did my MFA, low residency MFA at Bennington College. Um, which reminds me, I should tell you all, this is pretty exciting. Um, I don't know if you know, but um, I have for the last several years been uh, working on uh, developing, designing a new low residency MFA in creative writing at Hood. And um, last year I went through all the hoops, um, the different committees have passed it, um, the Board of Trust Trustees passed it um, earlier in the fall, and now it's at the state um, for approval. And we're hoping to hear something this month. Um, so we're hoping that we're gonna have a new ma a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing, um, maybe possibly even starting next year. Um, next January is when we would begin. Um, so for those of you who are really serious about your writing and are considering uh, an MFA in creative writing, um, you may want to talk to me because I think you might be interested in our low residency program. So that's my little plug for the week. Um, but back to the assignment for the week, um, the best American poetry. Um, I assign this every year in my creative writing or my poetry workshops, I should say, um, because I think it provides a really wonderful overview of the state of contemporary poetry. Um, every year, one guest editor is selected to choose what um, they think is the best work, um, the best poems that have been published in that year. And it comes out every September, so um, 2021 won't be available until next fall. Um, so that's why we're reading last year's. Um, but anyway, I think it's, um, again, a great overview of, of American, contemporary American poetry. And um, always interesting to see what the selections are this year. Um, there are a lot of my favorites are included. Um, some of my favorites, I'll just uh, name a few. Reginald Dwayne Betts, he's a really interesting poet. He read here um, a few years ago. Um, he is actually, he's a lawyer, interestingly enough. He's a lawyer poet. Um, he spent um, nine years in prison for carjacking when he was, I want to say, 16. And when he was released, he went back and finished his um his high school diploma, and he got, he went to community college, got his AA degree, got a BA, got an MFA, and is now um, actually graduated from law school, went to Yale Law School, and is now a public defender. Um, and he's a wonderful poet, writes a lot about um, the Black experience in America, particularly um, the prison experience and the prison system. Um, his most recent collection is called um, Felon, actually. 
and um, it came out last year, as a matter of fact. So he's um, one of my favorites. Lucy Brockbroido, she actually died last year, so um, I'm happy to see her here. Victoria Chang, Vivet Francis, Jory Graham. Oh, so many. Um, Stephen Leva, actually, this is interesting. He has a poem in Best American this year. Stephen Leva, When I Feel a Whoop Coming On. Um, I actually, he won the award that my book won in 2019. He won it in 2020. Um, it's a small press out of, uh, independent press out of Washington, D.C. called the Washington Writers Publishing House. Anyway, he won the uh, book award that I won in 2009. He won it last year, and I actually edited his collection um, that just came out this year. And the poem that was selected is from the collection I edited, so that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, the, I'm 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 excited. I actually haven't read it, so I'm excited to read it with you this week. And. Um, I, too, would like to do this assignment, the imitation poem assignment. Um, I'm going to give you an example of an imitation poem, not from this book, but um, a, an imitation of an Emily Dickinson poem, just so you can see what an imitation poem looks like. And right now, actually, I'd like to read the assignment for you and discuss. Um, this is poem assignment number six, the imitation poem. Immature poets imitate, mature poets steal. Bad poets deface what they take, and good poets make it into something else, or at least different, writes T.S. Eliot. Similarly, Mark Twain comments on the nature of originality. The kernel, the soul, let us go further and say the substance, the bulk, the actual and valuable material of all human utterances is plagiarism. Both writers are concerned here with the problem of originality versus influence, a problem that plagues all artists of every age and media. Both, I believe, endorse a kind of creative plagiarism, one that allows the writer to absorb and adapt previous material for his or her own purposes, and ultimately to transform that material into something entirely new. For this week, write a poem in imitation of a poem in the Best American Poetry 2020. You may interpret this assignment in different ways. For example, you may choose to imitate the structure or form of your chosen poem. Or you may choose to imitate the subject matter, tone, or voice of the poem. The purpose of the assignment is to get you thinking about the nature of influence and imitation and to train you to use the material you read and absorb in new and interesting ways in your own work. So there you go, the imitation poem. Um, obviously for this week, you're going to take some time um, to read the book if you haven't already. Hopefully maybe you've started to read it, started to thumb through it, you, you picked it up ahead of time. Um, but if not, spend this week um, really digging into this collection. Um, I would like for you to choose a poem to respond to from this collection. It does not necessarily need to be the one that you decide to imitate for this assignment. Okay, so you can choose a different poem, just one that, 
that interests you, intrigues you, perplexes you, um, gets under your skin, um, whatever. Wow, I'm, I'm just sort of thumbing through it and I'm looking at the titles. One is called A Big Gay Ass Poem. Um, I like it already. <laughs> okay, so, um, so that's what you're going to do for this week. Let me now take you through a poem uh, that is an imitation poem of mine that has been published. Um, again, this is after Emily Dickinson, who is, I consider to be one of my great influences, one of my poetic um, foremothers, and she's just popping up all the time in my work. Um, I can't seem to get rid of her. Even when I don't really want her to show up, she does. Um, but I do have one poem. So I have a lot of poems inspired by her or that feature her. She shows up as a character. Um, but the poem here I'm, I'm going to share with you here is an imitation poem. I do consider it an imitation poem. And I will give you the title, I will give you a link to the poem that I imitate. Um, it's a famous poem by Emily Dickinson called My Life Had Stood a Loaded Gun. And if you are in my uh, English 210 course or my English 347 course this semester, you've already read this poem and you've read an essay about it. Um, but I will include that link so you can read that first. And I will read for you my imitation. This is self-portrait as Kurt Cobain's suicide weapon. Um, if you are not familiar who, with who Kurt Cobain is, um, I suggest you read up on the 90s. Children, read up on the 90s. Self-portrait as Kurt Cobain's suicide weapon. After Emily Dickinson. My eye clicks shut a sleeping verb, in nightmares till the day. My owner wept, objectified, and blew his self away. And now we waltz through empty rooms, and now we haunt the floors. And every time I kick my heel, he dies a little more. And when he cries such piercing shriek, as from his belly grows, it is as a poltergeist had let its will be known. And when at dawn our long nights end, we shuffle into bed. Tis better to nuzzle the neck of a gun than walk the lane of the dead. To friend of his, I'm friendly fire. None need be afraid, I'm sure. It's that which eats his soul alive, for which there is no cure. Though I than he near deathless be, he nearer death than I. For he is but a soul to kill, without a soul to die. Um, so you'll see in my poem that I have included what Emily Dickinson called uh, variant words, or what are known as variant words in Emily Dickinson's work. Um, she would uh, mark her poems with these little plus signs or crosses next to words that had alternate words. Um, 
and then she would put the alternate word down at the bottom. And sometimes she later went back to the poem and revised and put the alternate word in, and sometimes the alternate poem just, uh, sorry, the alternate words just remain there as alternate words in the original manuscripts. Um, so what I've tried to do, and, and you can probably, hopefully see it pretty clearly, is to pick up her, um, her meter, her rhyme scheme, her form. Um, I picked up all the capitalizations. I picked up all the, um, the hyphens or the dashes, the little dashes that she used um, instead of punctuation. Um, so there you go. I call it, um, it's a kind of parody, I guess. A parody is a poem that kind of gently pokes fun. Um, but in some ways, this isn't really a parody because I don't think it's really poking fun. Um, maybe it is in a way. It's having fun. Let's, let's put it that way. It's having some fun with the imitation form here and transposing um, a modern, a contemporary, modern, I should say, modern persona onto, you know, a 19th century form which is a common meter. That's, that's what I'm using here. Um, so that's just an example. Um, this, again, both subject matter and form, I think I've, I've tried to imitate. Um, but you can, you can interpret this assignment really however you choose. Um, I would like for you to note in your uh, poem, in your original poem, uh, the poem that you're imitating from the best American poetry. So that's clear um, for everyone. And um, yeah, that's it. So that, that's what you'll be doing this week. Um, reading the book, responding to a poem, imitating a poem, and then you'll be critiquing group one's, pers uh, sorry, group two's persona poems for this week. We're now on group two's persona poems. And as I noted in my announcement or lesson plan last week, um, I would like for you to try to stay away from um, generic commentary and what I call value judgments in your critiques. So let's stay away from things like, this is great, or I love this, or this made me cry, or whatever. Let's, let's try to stick to what's working about the poem, what effective elements about the poem, um, nerve centers, places where you feel the most energy and emotion and authority in the poem. Um, so try to, again, about 100 words of, of positive feedback, what's working well, and then about 100 words of um, uh, constructive criticism. And by constructive criticism, I mean, what questions do you have? Um, where are areas of improvement? Um, that you can identify in the poem. Any instances of cliched or tired language? Um, all the questions that I ask you to consider, please consider for your critiques. If you consider them all, you will have a balance of positive feedback and constructive criticism, and you will meet the length with requirement, which is 200 words per crit critique. So I hope that helps clarify. Um, have fun this week. Enjoy reading the best American poetry. And um, I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
Hi, English 327. Sorry, I forgot to tell you something. I had the idea that from now on we could post audio recordings of our um, poems. Um, so each time you post your uh, original poem for each week, please also post an audio recording of you reading the poem. Um, you can do this really easily on your phone. If you have an iPhone, you can do this through, just go to extras and then go to voice memos and you can do a recording there and then just, um, I just send it to myself and then I download it onto my computer. Um, but you can do it however you want to do it. Um, so please, I'd like for us, I'd like to hear you read your poems. We're going to, um, as, as, as I've told you, we're going to do a reading at the end of the semester, um, but it would just be nice to hear your, you read your poems every week. So let's try to do that from now on. Okay? Thanks. Bye-bye.